Welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network. Real women sharing real stories about their ups, their downs, their journey, and their transformations. Through these stories, we'll explore what it takes to have the courage to speak your truth, follow your passion, and be the change you want to see in the world. And now, let's get started with today's show. to the Be Real, Get Real podcast. I am your host, Nancy Matthews, and today I have the privilege, and I do say privilege, of introducing you to Karen Hewitt, who is a mother of five. She is a master coach, master NLP practitioner. She's an introvert, and she is really gifted in taking her story and sharing it with others so that they can... um, really transform their lives, live the lives that they truly want. Uh, Just a little bit more about her background. She was in an extremely abusive marriage and at a tipping point. A story was told to her that gave her the power to stay strong. And on today's podcast, you're going to learn how a cherry blossom is the key to growing beyond the cold days in our lives. So welcome, Karen. Thank you, Nancy. It's such an honor to be here. So let's let's dive in a little bit. What's this cherry blossom about? Oh my goodness. It is, as you can see from behind me, I really embrace the cherry blossoms now. It is a daily reminder to me. I'm going to take you back over a decade. I was in a marriage with a man who was beyond abusive. And they even put down as an attempted homicide on me as well I can remember four times that I was for sure that that was my last moment alive and one weekend I actually got the courage to have him arrested and my plan was to leave and to start afresh if anyone else has been part of that abusive cycle that doubt starts to sneak in because all through this, the kid told me that you will never find anybody. Nobody will love me like you. Right. You're not worth it. So I had so much self-doubt and it was, it was painful. Monday, I went to work as normal, but I was ready to go down to the police station, drop all my charges, bail him out of prison and beg for forgiveness. And hopefully, hopefully he wouldn't take it out on me. Wow. And I had a let me let me ask a question. How long were you in that relationship? Six years. Six years. And we're gonna we're gonna move back to the story in a moment. Um, One of the things that really was an eye opener for me because I was in a verbally abusive relationship. So it wasn't physical, but the same things you were just saying, nobody's going to love you. You're a piece of shit. You're fat. You're this, you're that. Like all of that has just like, oh, well, this is the best I can do. Right. And, and, and for me, the, the awakening that came about was, you know, I realized that we stay because it's all we know. And we stay because of the fear of the unknown and, and all of that. So um, 
and and we can't judge other people like that's what people say well how, how can you stay in that kind of relationship i don't we don't know any better at the time right uh, did you go and through anything like, like that starts, too but, yeah yeah and it's not like it starts like that when you start it's wonderful it's amazing correct correct i like to call it positive control because the oh. first things are very positive in how they deliver it but it's controlling it, oh. it can be Oh, it's like, oh, Nancy, I love that necklace. That necklace will look good. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. And so you're like, oh, yes. And then the next week you wear a different one. Oh, Nancy, you know that necklace you wore last week? That was so beautiful. You should put that one back on. Mm. And at first you just think, oh, they want me to feel best. They want me to feel. But before you know it, you're dressing the way they want. You're acting mm. the way they want. You're talking the way you want. You're having to schedule the way they want. And they've done it in a very positive, manipulative Interesting. manner. Interesting. Interesting. And when people say, well, why didn't you leave? It's like, well, it's not like I started dating him on the first date. He hit me and said, okay, get used to it. Correct. Yeah. It, it's gradual. Mm -hmm. so, so your path out can also be gradual, although it sounds like you had a turning point. Yes. I did. Okay. So let's go back to that. So uh, that weekend was a particularly horrendous and terrifying weekend. And like I said, I had him arrested. I went to work. I was a mess. I really should not have gone to work, but I'm actually glad I did. I had a, it was a retail outlet that I worked in and I had a long-term customer who had been in every single week to get what he needs and mm -hmm. He was this little, tiny, like, I'm not tall, and he was smaller than me. <laughs> Older gentleman, I think at that time he was in his 80s, and he was an immigrant from Japan. And he noticed that something wasn't quite right. And he could be very insistent when he wanted to be. And at this point, I'd also been conditioned to obey. I was mm -hmm. very obedient in life. When someone barked an order, I obeyed. Because my mind immediately went to, well, if I don't, I'm going to have consequences. So he demanded that I went to the little cafe, like the little diner type thing next door and have a drink. And he sat there with me. We're there with our you know, coffee. And he's like, no, you'll tell me. You'll tell me. You're going to tell me. Uh, we're not leaving here until you tell wow. me. Wow. And, and this is the day just, that you... So your your husband's sitting in jail. Yeah. And you're thinking and about, yeah, ready to let him out again. Okay. And beg for his forgiveness. Mm. And something that was so insistent just broke me. And I started crying and everything, everything from the verbal, the physical, the manipulation, it just all almost vomited all over the table at this man. And it was, it was a very big break and a big relief. And at the end of it, I told him, I'm so broken, nobody else will take me. I have no choice but to go back. And I honestly believe that. I believed I was too broken. That, and, you know, it was to the point where I was like, well, maybe, you know, if he does kill me next time, maybe it's a better thing because I'm obviously not good enough. I'm mm. this terrible person. And wow. It does come to the point where you wonder whether dying is the best thing because 
it made you feel so worthless. Mm. And that's where the story comes in because he turns around to me and goes, you're not broken. And I think I was like, what? Excuse me? He's like, you're not broken. You Sakura. I was like, what? He goes, you Sakura. I'm like, what is Sakura? Seriously, you're, you're making no sense here. And he goes, oh, and he was from Japan. He was from Japan. Okay. He was from Japan. Okay. So I yeah, see the pieces coming together now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you cherry blossom. It's like, flower you know he goes no it's a tree mm. i'm like okay so i'm like this worthless tree now i'm like thinking oh great yeah i just get to stand there and do nothing and because of my mindset i was already like portraying myself as this useless tree studying again he goes no you need to listen mm. and he goes on to tell me a story his mother used to tell him and it was the cherry blossoms are a symbol of strength because every winter they lose their petals. And unlike other trees, their bark goes gray. If you look at a normal tree, their bark stays the same color, even if uh -huh. they lose the leaves mm -hmm. and petals. No, the cherry blossom bark actually changes color slightly. It gets like a gray hue. And he says, it's, and they appear to die. They appear to be like these, and if you think about like horror film stuff, a lot of times they'll use like dead cherry blossom trees because they do look they have rather that. wintered. Yeah, they're ashy and decrepit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look drained and just like they never come back. Mm -hmm. And he says, do you know what they're really doing? And I was like, no. He says, they go ashy because their power is now directed in their roots. They're digging deep to grow again. He said, that way in spring, come back with more beauty, more petals, better bark, better leaves. They are stronger than they were before. Mm -hmm. Cherry blossoms survive war, harsh winter, famine, and so much more because they take the time to dig their roots in deep. Mm. He goes, you are cherry blossom. Now is winter, dig roots deep, work yourself. And when your spring comes, you'll be stronger, more beautiful, more prepared and more capable than you ever were before. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is beautiful. Uh, it, it, hit uh, me. Yeah. it hit me hard yeah because, yeah so that was an angel clearly sent in that moment and and you know what else i love about that story karen here was a customer at your job who <laughs> loved you who cared about you, who was invested. He'd been observing you over time and he could see something's not good here. Yeah. And he, he committed to be there for you. And uh, wow. So, um, um, so did you drop the charges that day? No, that was it. No, I actually, I reached out to a friend. My mm -hmm. friend reached out to my landlord because I was running the house, mm -hmm. explained the situation 
my landlord then turned around and said, I have another five miles away. I can meet you with the keys. Wow. And he switched switched where I was renting to a new house. Friend, a couple of my friends that I had very few. Mm-hmm. I was very limited on friends at the time because he had segregated. Well, like, that's another. I was only allowed to call. Yeah. That's another I, symptom. I was only allowed to yeah, that's another tactic, actually. Yeah, I was only allowed to call home to my mother once a month. Wow. I wasn't allowed social media. Mm-hmm. Just all sorts of things. This friend, and he got four or five of his friends together, and they moved 2 a.m. that night mm. to a new house. And between him and a couple of other of his friends, he managed to set it up like every time I was home from work, I had almost like a 24 hour guard for like the first six months. Fantastic. Because they were watching out for me. Mm-hmm. And because we did what then we went and got restraining orders and all, all this kind of thing. And he would deliberately measure he he went to my work and measured out the how far he had to be away from me and stood six inches on the other side of that line he drew. Mm. all kinds of things like that just right, let so, me know that he's still in control wow so wow and, and for all of our listeners whether you've been through an experience you probably know somebody who's been through something like this and and karen you know has dedicated you know from that day forward not only to healing herself and going within and building that strength she now shares her story as well as those strategies and ways of being to help others step out as well um let's let's fast forward a little bit and and you can connect with karen you can go to her website blossom to success.com correct uh, so go to her website. Yeah. Also, she's on Instagram, uh, Blossom to Success. So, so check in with her. So fast forward for me a little bit, because uh, I'm sure that six months, that year after was not easy. Um, now, here we are 10 years later, correct? It's almost 15 now. 15? So yes. And you are, you're remarried and you have five children. Like, so... To, to see you today, and, and I think this is something I'd also like you to speak to, when people see us now, they imagine, oh, she's got it so wonderful, her life is da 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 We don't see the stories that we've been through. So talk about that a little bit. Well, I was very lucky to find my husband. My husband is extremely supportive and understanding of everything went on. And the other part of this is during the... The divorce was very messy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. He made it as messy as possible. And he even threatened me in front of the mediator. that Because we had to go to a courtroom mediator situation. Mm-hmm. Threatened that if he couldn't have me, no one could. I mean, the, he was getting himself into a whole bunch of trouble. And what happened was I actually ended up getting diagnosed with PTSD mm-hmm. and agoraphobia. Because within several months, I could no longer go to work. I struggled to leave my house. I had people doing my grocery shopping for me. Because every time, I told you, he, he would deliberately mark himself just a wow. way that I couldn't do anything. So he's still terrorizing you. 
he was still terrorizing me. So yeah. like moved, couldn't go anywhere. He would hunt, try and look for me in the area. So I ended up going through a whole lot. Uh, I was agoraphobic. I'm still diagnosed as agoraphobic, although I do a lot better now because I developed tools and techniques. For my first three children, the only time I would leave the house was to go to doctor's appointments for them. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't want to leave the house at all. So I had to develop tools, which is why I began to look into more of that self-development. It was that cherry blossom story, dig your roots, learn, grow. Mm-hmm. So I started to do a lot of self-development. I started to look into things because a therapist hadn't worked for me. The therapist kept asking me why I stayed, which actually cements the idea that it's your fault. Right. And someone right. said, well, why didn't you leave? It's like, you asked for this. And so I started to go more down the coaching and self-help and life coaching route to find things because that was not therapy wasn't working for me there was only so much they could do and it just wasn't well, vibing with me. well it wasn't vibing because like you just said well why if a therapist asks why didn't you leave I mean you can ask that once to find out what was going on in the mindset but beyond that you know strategies for now in the present right and moving forward right. so well okay go uh, ahead well what I actually ask people to ask now is not why didn't you leave? What was compelling you to remain there? Mm. Because then you actually get down to what is going on, not why didn't like you that. leave? So yeah. What was compelling you to stay? Mm-hmm. What was holding you there? Because you're no longer blaming the person, but actually asking them to discover to look what within. Yeah, to look within. To look within. Yeah. So I started going through all these. First, I read a lot of books. Oh my gosh, I read so many books. I checked out books on the library. I signed up for Kindle and just was YouTube, pod, you know, everywhere I could find I was mm-hmm. reading. And then I started investing in coaches. And with the coaches, I ended up coming across someone who was an NLP coach. Mm-hmm. And they started to talk to me about neuro-linguistic programming. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can see how this would help. However, their take on it was a little bit different than what I needed. They were helping people with NLP to overcome and become something what they wanted to be rather than using it to embrace who they were and work on their own strengths. Mm-hmm. And, so and, em- and say, embrace who you are and shift your, the story you're telling yourself about it. Right, exactly. So if someone went to them, uh, I want to be a public speaker, they would work on, okay, here's things you can talk, the phrases you can rechange, here's methods you can think of to give you the power to be out there, instead of going, okay, so who are you? What is it you want to do? Why do you want to do it? And digging Mm -hmm. down to that why. Yeah. So because of that, I started to look into NLP. And I realized the power it, in its simplest term, it's the conversation you hold in your own mind. Mm-hmm. people don't realize that the things that we tell ourselves on a daily basis have more power than we give them credit for if you constantly stand there in the mirror and critique yourself for example which as women it, it's quite yes, easy it to happens. do like, yes <laughs> it happens 
but they've done studies where they've had someone say something negative to themselves in the mirror and by the end of the year they physically see that negativity on them mm-hmm. it's that power mm-hmm. i one of the most exper- one of the most famous things i remember is this this story an uh, experiment about rice they put rice in three jars in one jar they just left it alone didn't do any and the other jar they spoke negative mean harsh horrible mm-hmm. things and in the other jar, they spoke nothing but love and compassion and hope. And in the love and compassion, it created these beautiful crystals. Mm-hmm. And in the and you can Google the rice experiment, you know, if you yeah. want to see the pictures. And in the hate one, it was just so. It it was very painful to look at, mm-hmm. and you could see the difference. The same thing goes with ourselves and how we talk to ourselves yeah. in our own mind. And neuro-linguistic programming at its very core is acknowledging those conversations, changing the perception of those mm-hmm. conversations to build upon yourself, and then going there to help you become who you want to be and meant to be. Love that. Now, and then you also can use neuro-linguistic programming when speaking to others to help build them up, to help yeah. them see things. It's popular in sales. There's all these different tools for it, but I focus on the how it affects the conversation with yourself yeah I love how that how are yourself yeah. and grow I love that that's so good and and uh, in case um, our listeners didn't know I'm also an NLP practitioner and come from that same perspective of our relationship with ourself what we believe about ourselves drives everything around us it sets the course for your life yeah, and it's cliche, change your thinking, change your results, change your life. Yeah, all those cliches are there because they're true. So let us not let them lose their weight in the impact they can have in our lives. Right? That's exactly. Good. Yeah. Um, Karen, let's um, th- thank you for being with us today, for sharing your truth, your experience, and also your expertise in working with others uh, to move forward, to live the lives they they really want and they deserve to have. Um, Share with our audience one more time how they can get in touch with you, anything exciting you have coming up that you may wanna let them know about. Well, absolutely. On all the social medias, I'm as Blossom to Success. Three guesses where I came up with that name from. (laughs) Cherry Blossom. Uh, Yeah. May dictate quite a lot of my life. They're a daily reminder to me now. My website is blossomtosuccess.com. And I also have a link that I'll be posting on my social media for people who just want to maybe have a chat and see where it can be helped. And we can go there. I just really want to impart that some listening to this right now may be stuck in a point where they feel that they're out of control. They feel lost or stuck or maybe they're hurting. That unfortunately is one of the happens in life. We all have these moments where we Mm. are pulled down. Instead of focusing on how it's pulling you down, focus on how this is maybe giving you the opportunity to, to dig down and build your roots like the cherry blossom because you can and you will grow to be far more beautiful stronger more resilient if you allow yourself the opportunity to grow yourself and I just really want people to know that they are not alone 
that this is a situation that happens to more people than I even want to imagine. Mm -hmm. And there is ways forward. And there are people who are willing to help. Beautiful. Well said, my friend. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for being the strength and resilience and the cherry blossom that you are. (laughs) I appreciate you. Uh, And to our audience, I also appreciate you for for tuning in, for wanting to grow, for wanting to go deep, to be the best that you can be so you can enjoy your life and enjoy the experience with others around you. This is Nancy Matthews signing off with today's Be Real, Get Real podcast. We'll see you again soon. Bye, Karen. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network, the place where impact-driven women shine as they make a positive difference for their families, their communities, and the world at large. Be sure to visit womensprosperitynetwork.com to tap into the power, resources, and connections this extraordinary community provides. That's it for today. I'm your host, Nancy Matthews, and until next time, make it a magical day.